Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings a wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. All right, that was Jeff Mitchell's Fat Cigar you were listening to, and that means it's time for Not Just Blowing Smoke. Coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shop Studio Headquarters at Books at New Hampshire. Be sure to subscribe to us right here on Facebook and YouTube, as well as Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, Google, basically wherever you get a podcast from. I'm Pastor Padrone, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Nick and Dave. Paul is off tonight. And we have tonight very special guest via Skype, Pete Johnson from Tatawaii Cigars. Pete, thank you so much for being with us tonight. What's happening, guys? How's it's everything? good to see you, man. It's Can you good. Hear me okay? I hear you fine. And I'm so, hoping the clouds hold off from behind you there. It's gonna rain, by the way. It's gonna rain. <laughs> <laughs> but I will I will brave it because I've been inside not being able to smoke. So now I'm ready to go. I got a car <laughs> that's been uh, actually been sitting in a box for three years now. Wow. Really? Uh, aging. It was the, the wrapper and the filler were aged in a Willet bourbon barrel. Whoa. And then the binders were neutral. And I made three boxes of each size just for a gift for myself <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and Drew, the master distiller and owner of Willet. So. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's sweet. Oh, my goodness. Now, we're smoking here on the show right now the uh, the uh, Brown Label Regios. You want to tell yeah. us this cigar, wrapper, binder, fill, all that good stuff? Okay, so made in Miami. Yeah. Wrapper, Habano, Ecuador. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would call a Rosado Oscuro uh, priming, you know, or not priming, but color shade that we pick yep. out. Yeah. More on that darker side. Uh, Nicaragua binders and fillers, and that's the basic blend. I won't tell you the details, but uh, the basic stuff is uh, Habano Ecuador wrapper and then all Nicaragua underneath it. All right. And uh, I know we're drinking the the 724 barrel select of Old Forester, one of Kurt's favorites tonight. How how awesome is that? It's very awesome. That I'm in Barstown and you guys are drinking Barstown juice. There you go. There it is. The Lord knew what was going to happen tonight. Yes. What else can I say? I'd actually like to try that. I got to get up to New Hampshire. I'm, I'm you sure have my brother. The last I'm time sure my brother. Here. I'm sure my brother's had it, but I haven't had it before. I, I did all of. I went through Kurt's tequila picks. Man, he knows how to pick a tequila. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. That's mm-hmm. very true, man. He's. I'm actually very jealous stuff. of his trips to to uh, to uh, Mexico, whatever and... they call it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what's tequila? Was that, dude? Was that my fucking phone like talking to me? Sorry, I'm gonna. <laughs> oh, you know what it is, dude? Someone's trying to text me. Hold on one second. There we go. There we go. Get out on a silent mode. There Sorry we... about that. No, that, yeah. right but now. What, what is, what's the uh, what's the town in tequila that? Uh, what's it called again? Oh God. There's Corazon and and um, well, that's the. No, break. that's the, those town. are the distilleries. But the those distilleries. That's the town in tequila. 
where they make tequila. What's it called again? What's that? Uh, Jalisco. 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 Tijuana, but that's not there. Definitely not Tijuana. That's where they drink the tequila with the worm, man. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Kurt, speaking of tequila with worms, Kurt gave me a bottle of tequila from like 2009. Yeah. That has a scorpion in it. Oh, oh yeah. Snap. Yeah, he gave me. I still have it. I, I gotta when, take a picture of it. I'm when we have, I'll take a picture of it. I'll send it to you. When when my in laws come over, my father in law likes tequila, and we take a shot out of it, and it's it's funny because it's it's just floating in the bottle. It's, it's awesome. There. He keeps telling me to, to to pour it in the glass and eat it, and I'm like, yeah, no. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. and falling yeah. apart. There isn't a claw over it's here. It's not. And... It's completely preserved in the tequila. That is just beautiful. Well, it, it, it's, it's dead, by the way. It's not preserved. It's, de- it's dead. Oh, it's, I'm sorry. It's kind of like what they do with people. And, you know, they stick them in for formaldehyde. This is what yeah, they do. Yeah, the same thing. That's how, it, that's how it's preserved. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I want to be. I just want to be in a bottle and just be like, hey. <laughs> there you go. I'll take a shot every now and again to celebrate your death. All right. Hey, I think I think the sun's coming out, so I think we we avoided the uh, the rainstorm. Nice. And watch and watch it happen, right? Just right. tends to listen to me. I'm sorry about the angle. It's it's not easy to to it's, figure out this shit. It looks it looks great. It's a great yeah. background. Yeah. Kurt's, Kurt's done a whole lot worse. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. he's done outside as the sun goes down. Then he ends up being this like black silhouetted. Beard on the camera. So so you guys are drinking an old forester. I'm yeah, drinking so... something. <laughs> You're drinking <Nice>. something. <laughs> Will it? And then uh someone also poured me some uh Indian rose. So oh, nice. Yeah. Ooh. I think we have the same glasses. It's a 14 year. Is that what I'm drinking? Ooh. Oh, oh look at that. Years old. This is 14 years old. That must taste delicious. Not quite, oh, but it's delicious. It's I delicious. told all these guys that I needed to be somewhat coherent. With the <laughs> yeah. There you go. We've had worse. It's all right. So <laughs> let let me ask the question that everyone wants to know, but you've been asked a thousand times to so get it out of the way, get the good stuff. How yeah. how does a guy from Maine who goes to L.A. you know to be in a band end up with the cigar line and beaten uh, Jose Garcia and all that. How, how does that come about? I, I would say that, I mean, I hate to get a little spiritual, but I, I would say that, that God has mysterious powers and, and shit literally landed on my lap. I might I consider myself one of the, the luckiest men alive. Mm. Because not only did I get to work with what I consider one of the masters of the league, Jose Pepin Garcia, but uh, I got to marry him. His daughter. So, <laughs> yeah. Bad. I got to marry his daughter, which uh, that is awesome. Yeah, I, I live a blessed life, and I'm I'm very fortunate to be part of uh, something I love. And mm. they always say that if you if you find something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. But for the last 28 years, I've been doing what I love. So, congratulations on your success. Thank you. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, I know it was a long road. Though a long road i'll tell you because you know 28 years in the business but 18 of my own brand so it took me 10 years to get to that level but i i studied the trade 
I studied the people, and I'll tell you, there's no better business than the cigar business. The, the people in this industry are, I would say they're on par with maybe the bourbon business or the, or the wine industry. <laughs> Have they, you we we love to make people happy. That's what we do. Business? What's that? I know you're into the the whole wine scene too. Have you have you found a lot of the same like stuff going on in the uh, wine world? Yeah, you know what I I did I didn't do the wine business so much. I I made wine in, in Bordeaux, and mm-hmm. it was a great experience. I had a lot of fun. I did five vintages, but uh, I would say that that the people in the the I would say lifestyle businesses like like wine, like whiskeys, like cigars. We, we want to please people. I mean, that's what we do. And uh, I think we're all the same people. Just we mix with different juice. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um, now, I know in your first job in the cigar world working at uh, Gus's Smoke Shop, one of your wow. abilities. Yeah, that's very old stuff. What it was mixing pipe tobacco in the back of the shop. And did you ever get into pipes at all? Yeah, I have about a hundred. Well, I would say a hundred plus pipes. Um, I was very big into it because my first job at Gus's, mm-hmm. uh, the first thing they did was made me go back in the uh, in the back room and mix pipe tobacco. They were they're like, hey, get your hands dirty. Mm-hmm. So I would sit there and and mix their their blend. That they, that they had already put together, but I would sit there and make them every day. Right. And then right. during that time, I would start experiment, experimenting with my own versions of them, right? Mm-hmm. And we, we had a small group in that store, so we were always constantly trying to take different tobaccos and, and make different pipe blends just for ourselves to smoke. So I got into pipes, and the cool thing about the pipe store, Gus's was predominantly a pipe store. Okay. And, and, um, the cool thing about it was we got estate pipes from all these old celebrities like um, David Rose and Henry Mancini. Oh, wow. so I have I have like old Bing Crosby pipes. No, wow. it's crazy, dude. You know what's crazy? The light has shifted, and I feel like I'm I'm floating in heaven right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you noticed. Great background. <laughs> you right? are looking. I, I, I feel like I need to turn myself because the lighting's gonna like wash me out completely. <laughs> I will say I just got a couple raindrops on my back, though. Okay, doesn't right. matter. Um, the clouds are opening, right? Absolutely. <laughs> look how, look how. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, the better view is the background. <laughs> it is awesome. We're not complaining about what we're seeing. Absolutely not. Now, you know, you, you just shared you. You know, you've been in the business with with Tatuaje for eighteen years. Yeah. You're, you're closing in on two decades of being in the business. What have been some of the the highs that that you remember from that time? Well, I, I dude, I'll tell you that one of the highs for me is when I got a phone call from the Garcia family from Yanni, and she told me that they got number one. That was a big deal. Mm. I think I cried that day. <laughs> that was a big deal. That was a big deal. One of my lows was when I decided to paint the inside of a cigar box uh, red, and uh, I had to—I kind of had to almost recall every cigar that was on the street. Oh my. I sent out—I sent out a big social media and emails. There was like, "Hey, if you have a problem with these, send me an email, and I'll replace them with fresh cigars." But I think I got like five guys that wanted replacements. Everybody yeah. else wanted to keep huh? the boxes intact. I was like, okay. Well, I, 
<laughs> Let's say I, I got lucky with that. But it was what not, what it cigar was, box was it? Was it one of the, the dress drag. boxes? Yeah, one of the monsters. Yeah, the drag. Painting uh, it red was like a big mistake to you. Yeah, that was a low for me because you know, like you you have a you have a good concept, you know, yeah. and then and then all of a sudden you're like, well, that did not work. They're bringing me dessert. <laughs> nice. Some bread cannolis. pudding. Bread pudding. Tell them to yeah. bring you some cannolis. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to change positions because this is kind of, it's like all the sun's coming behind me. It's like the guy that has the fucking light behind him instead of in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now. Hey, now. Yeah, um. Uh, that was a low for me because, yeah. I, I, I mean, again, we I talked about this just a, a little bit ago. Like, we're we're in the business to please people, and when right. when oh. I disappoint people, it hurts. I mean, it. What was you so feel disappointing it. about the red box? You, you know what it was. I went in with good intentions, and when the when the consumers started re receiving the boxes, that's when the, the feedback came in, and and you you start you start to feel like. Like, I didn't mean to do this. Like, I, I hope you don't mean think that I'm a bad guy. Like, I wasn't trying to do this. Like, I thought I was doing a cool thing, and it ended up being not so cool. So, was it the paint peeling or something? No, it was it was the smell. It, oh, it, the oh. smell? And it, yeah, and cigars are like sponges. We know that. Oh, right? yeah. Yep. And yep. They, they suck up that smell, like, big time. And there's wait, wait, that's Haran. He's, like, trying to pour me more whiskey. Yeah, hey, give some to the god, by the way. <laughs> That's not a bad thing. Oh, look, there oh, he is. Hey. Oh, my goodness. Um, now, I read a number of interviews trying to get ready for this, and one of the things that came up over and over was... I'm going to shift positions. Keep talking. Go right ahead. I'm going to get away from the, the background light. Because okay. it's, it's kind of weird. <laughs> there we go. You do what you need to do, Pete. Hey, look how clean that is. Now I have a nice tree behind me. Pete Johnson, all his glory. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there, look at that. One, two. <laughs> That's Vin. Let me see if I can show you the bread. There you go. <laughs> oh, here we go. Listen, I'm, I'm a little spoiled. <laughs> my wife, I'll, I'll be honest, my wife uh, made the most of it. That is amazing. I'm hungry now. One of the yeah, things right. I read several times was how you, you really felt like uh, you had a num number of mentors over the years that were really important to you. Is it coffee? But it's me. It's coffee. one of the things that I noticed in the interviews was none of those people were ever mentioned. Who, who, who were some of these people that really helped you along the way, and how did they do so? Well, I mean, listen, man, I, I, I don't want to completely name drop, but, you know, like, I was able to get... Like a You're great Pete relationship. Johnson, you can name drop. No, but I mean, <laughs> I'll be honest. Like the, the Fuente family was super cool to me when I was when I was starting in the industry. Uh, you know, I, I got to meet some of the best people in the industry, and I, these guys are gone, which for me is is like a big deal because uh, you know, like I'm I'm old school, reminiscent of the past, and. Uh, you know, when I go to every trade show and there's one guy that's gone, yeah, because of uh, just being old, it, it it it's like times change. Um, 
Yeah. But I, I think one of the biggest influences that I've had, obviously, were, were the Garcia family, the Garcia family, because Papin, but Papin changed my world. I mean, he's the one that uh, I landed on, and and uh, it changed my life forever. Then you married his daughter, and it changed again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that 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 was the lucky part, right? <laughs> Yeah, that, that's not a bad thing. No, not at all. That's not a bad thing. How is married life treating you? Pretty amazing, man. I can't, I can't complain. Uh, I have uh, one of the best partners I could ever imagine being around, and uh, I mean, the pandemic was weird because we were at home with the kids the whole time. Yeah. But it was. Uh, that had to be good. I though. think we got. I think we got closer. Yeah. Even though we were already close, and we already knew each other. I mean, Yanni and I kind of grew up with each other in a sense. You know, she, she, you know, my wife is a, my wife's a powerhouse. I don't know if you know this, but my wife was the one that left Cuba by herself when she was 18 years old. Wow. Uh, I did not. And, and worked for five years to save up money, working three jobs to save up money to get her dad into Nicaragua. And then eventually she was able to save up more money with her dad to get the rest of the family up from Cuba. So she was the, the, she was the catalyst. Yeah. Everything for that family. I tell her, I said, your dad and your brother be, should be very thankful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, her. Hopefully, Mother's Day was really, really good for her. I'm gonna jump up because there's a lot of people in my seats, and I'm gonna walk around a little bit and do this. Okay. <laughs> That's, okay. That's okay. That's fine, man. Okay. There's a lot of people. How many in, people so. are there? Uh, about 38. Nice. Not a ton. Not a ton. I'm going to try to find some place a little closer. That way people can enjoy the, the ashtrays and the seats while I. Is he? We went out. I hope you guys don't mind me. Oh, they got the lights in the trees and everything. That's really cool. Yeah. It's a cool spot. Mm. Did, we see, did we see Kurt yet? Is he on watching? Um, I don't think I he is. I haven't. He's, he's he's probably knee deep in uh, alcohol with Rocky right now. Yeah, well, I would I would say about maybe fifteen feet in front of me is uh, Drew from from Willet, the master distiller. Oh so, man, we'll, uh, we'll be we'll be heading over to Twins uh, <laughs> in Londonderry after this is over, and so we'll we'll let him know where you were and who you were with. Hey, <laughs> yes. I, I would say I would say if there's ever one thing I would probably want to do for for Kurt would would maybe introduce him to, to Drew so he can get a barrel pick for for Twins. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. I know Kurt. I know Kurt knows his shit. Uh, he does about spirits and. Uh, he had been talking. Hey, what do you think about getting one? I said, Hey, I think you gotta go to Barstown with me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, the last time uh, Rocky was in town, he ended up partying with Kurt for four days. That's I think. Cool. Oh, I saw, I saw, sorry, I keep on jumping down off the screen, but I, I saw the videos. I, I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're cooking. We're cooking I, lobster today. <laughs> <laughs> This is the best cacho pepper you ever had. Oh my God! You close your eyes, man. You close your eyes, and it's Rocky all day. Oh I'm God. telling you, man. Oh I'll my tell God. you, I've known Rocky for—I want to say I've known Rocky for 26 years, and I, I consider Rocky a great friend. Uh, he's one of the leaders in the industry. Definitely. I love him because he—he he supports the industry like like nobody else. 
That he does. Yeah. He's a machine, dude. The guy's a machine. No. Uh, so I have a lot of respect for Rocky uh, and his company, his, his brother and his cousin. Mm. Uh, they're they're just a great family, and I love their family-owned business. You know. Now, how how did you and Kurt meet? When was the first time you guys met? I dude, I think I met Kurt uh, when I started the brand. Oh no, no, I met him before. Was like in passing at the trade show. Um, but I'll tell you a, a funny story is when Kurt yes <laughs> when Kurt started in seven twenty four yeah knew that he had the trademark I I'm gonna take credit for it I <laughs> oh it I don't know if he's gonna give it to me but I told him he needed to change R G Sullivan to K A Ken really wow so I'm hoping that he gives me credit for that because I was like Dude, you cannot. <laughs> You cannot have that brand without changing that little swoosh. Yeah. Well, I think it's I think it's the, the coolest thing in the world to be able to own something with so much history. Oh um, yeah. I, I'm very proud of what Kurt's done with that brand, and and, and honestly, there's no better person to do it with. Uh, it, that, that that brand's iconic. Uh, for me, being from Maine, you know, you just know that brand. Right. So. Yep. It made sense for him. I have old, I have old cigar boxes from uh, from seven twenty four. I have old uh, cigar box openers from seven twenty four also. Wow. Yeah. Kurt would probably pay you big money for those. Hey brother, I never I never touched it. I couldn't eat on camera. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> now, <clears throat> in the second half of the show, we know you're busy at the at you know where you're at at Willet, but we're going to be smoking the. Um, Escasos are. What's yes. the difference between these two cigars? Okay, so this is an odd one. Mm-hmm. So the experiment with the Escasos are originally was to show people the difference of how much a wrapper priming, not a wrapper change, but a wrapper priming could change the flavor of the cigar. Okay. So the original wrapper that we used on the Escasos are was the lower priming, uh, different color shade of the Habano Ecuador. Okay. And then eventually, when I saw access to the Garcia's new Corojo 99 Shade Grown, I switched it to the Corojo 99 Shade Grown uh, Rosado Claro in shade. Mm-hmm. It was really an expression of how, how a wrapper, even though it's the same wrapper, in a different shade could change your palate. And uh, it was a, kind of like an educational thing for the industry. It's like, listen, Everything has to be dark. Not, not everything has to be Maduro. If you take that same wrapper, you're gonna change the expression of the cigar, and it's gonna be lighter. These guys are these guys are giving me shit for being out there. But when I, again, when I saw that Corojo 99 shade grown, I was I fell in love with it. And to do something 100% pure from the Garcias, yeah, um, is, is the bonus because we have. We literally have one roller that rolls all the Escasos for us in Miami, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's spectacular. I'm really thrilled with that project. Unfortunately, the word Escasos means scarce, and that's true to its meaning because we can't make enough of them. We only have ten rollers in Miami, so it's not easy to to you know build a production. I just sent out a press release uh, to my retailers today. About how we had to cancel some some special production stuff because mm-hmm. uh, we, we we need to catch up on regular production. 
Yeah, yeah. So I turn around so you can see. All these guys back there are like giving me shit for being on camera. Oh, man. <laughs> well, now they're all famous. Now, <laughs> yeah, look at that. That guy, that guy in the corner wearing the baseball cap, he's super famous. <laughs> mm. That's true. So, are, is it still is it still about 50, 50 this my, each of my the Escasos a year? Joel. My buddy Joel on. is the one that's actually holding the, uh, the uh, charity function that we're at today. Mm. Um, What's charity for? For mental health. What's for mental health? Dreams of wholeness. Say it again? Dreams of wholeness. Dreams of wholeness. It's for mental health. And uh, Joel, that. Joel, Joel and I became friends. He stalked me on Instagram one day. And I... <laughs> <laughs> And then we became like good friends from that. That's awesome, good dude, man. When you're stalking so, your friend. <laughs> <laughs> His brother is literally like videotaping everything. <laughs> go back. Let's go back. I hate, I hate the movement. I'm, I apologize. What were you going to say? I, I apologize. Right. This is the most dynamic uh, Skype that we've ever had on the show. The That's correct. Um, I'm glad I have signal because in bar sound, you don't get much, you know, you don't get good signal out here. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. What, what did I ask last? I don't remember. About the Escasos. Oh, yeah. Is it still about 50 boxes a year of each size that you guys think of that? No. I mean, honestly, right now, it's, it's, it's probably... I just did a production run of um, 100 boxes of each. That's 2,500 cigars. Okay. Of each size, um, and it's sitting aging, but it won't be ready for probably another three or four months. Right, right. Well, Twins is very happy to be one of the stores that's fortunate enough to carry those. Yes, absolutely. They're fantastic cigars. Yeah, because I have not only the the Escasos, the H through H through R, the Hunter series, but right. I have a, another series called the Luxury Escasos, which are Luxury one one particular roller in the factory rolls all of them, mm -hmm. and I make. Well, I made. I will say I made. Um, a thousand cigars of each. Four sizes, a thousand cigars of each, and uh, here they're lighting a fire pit, so it's getting really smoky. Oh my! In the direct shot of the wind, by the way. <laughs> of course, that's where, doesn't it, matter where you go. Yeah, it always yeah, happens. Always yep. happens. Oh my gosh! No, yeah, so it's super small production, but uh, again, the original concept was to 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 educate the consumer about about how much the priming of a wrapper could change the your perspective on a cigar and how much it would taste differently on your palate. Um, I did that first with the 15th anniversaries. Yeah. Where I did a Rosado Score and Rosado Flair are the same rappers, and that's where I started the Escaso series because I fell in love with the lower priming stuff, mm. especially as it aged in cedar. Mm -hmm. It just, it, I think it, it picked up the the age in the box quicker. Yeah. Dude, it's like getting really smoked. <laughs> 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 I'm directly in the fucking wind. <laughs> <laughs> So what's next for uh, you and Tatawaye this year? You, you, you uh, announcing anything at the PCA? Yeah. Want to know? So I, I turned 50 last December. Yeah. Oh, okay. and, uh, Happy birthday. I, and not, no one knows this yet. And 
I told the, the PCA that I wasn't going to tell anybody about how many you guys have. I, I made 100 boxes, 150 cabs of two sizes um, of a special blend in Miami, rolled by one roller. And um, we're going to release them at the trade show. I probably think there might be only 90 boxes of each available because I'm going to keep 10 of each for myself. <laughs> yeah, there you go, right? available for the people that show up at the trade show so Ooh, I'm, hoping, cool. I'm hoping that that retailers show up and, and come to the show and uh support the industry like we all should yeah i'm excited to be there again i think all of us want to get the hell out and do something yeah. <laughs> but i I'm, a, I'm excited to offer it but i told i told a, i did sneak a couple retailers the info i said just be there by 9 a.m on the first day otherwise they're going to be gone, so I'll make sure Kurt's there early. Oh yeah, yeah. There, there's something really special, and and people have been asking me like, when are you going to release them? I go, well, I'm letting them sit in the cabinet. So I'm letting them age. So, <laughs> they, were, they were rolled in 2019. They were boxed uh, at the end of uh, shit. I'm trying to remember. They were they were boxed at the end of 2020. Okay. Wow. And they've been sitting now. By the time we get to the trade show, they'll be in their cabinets for six months or so. Yeah. But uh, it's it, for me, it's great because you know, amongst this group here that I'm I'm hanging out with, there there are a bunch of Cuban cigar smokers, a lot of them. And this is the one cigar that I've actually been able to trip them up with. So <laughs> nice. So you know, PCA obviously didn't happen last year because of COVID. You know, there was all sorts of fallout because of that. How important do you think this year's PCA is going to be to the industry? That I think it's it's just, oh, my God. We have a friend that just came back. He was supposed to get on a plane to go back to Chicago. He's a doctor. He's supposed to go back to work tomorrow. <laughs> I love it. Looks like he's not um, back to work. I don't think he's going back to work. Um, yep. I think... This is the most important time for the industry um, I think it's uh, I, to me that the PCA trade show is like old home week and when we get together it's, you revisit with old friends and I think the industry in a, as a big group we're, we're a big family I mean there's a couple assholes like second cousins you don't want to deal with but uh, <laughs> but, uh, but honestly the majority of the, the industry and and honestly, the group of mentors that I consider, like Lito Gomez and Robbie Levin from Ashton, and and Jorge Padron and his, his father who passed, obviously, and Carlito and his father who passed, these are the people that that really, you know, built the industry to yeah. where it is now. And uh, I think if if you can get in that group and hang out with these people and have a great conversation and support your industry. Yeah. Miss me? I didn't miss you. I my whole body. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It's, it's awesome that uh, I, I do whatever you can to support the industry. Um, and there's been some small manufacturers that have been stepping up really nice, but there's you know there's a small group of manufacturers that, that really push hard to support the industry. I'm proud to say that I'm part of that group, and that's all part of the CRA. I know Kurt's a, a member of the CRA, and he donates to the CRA every year. So, right. any 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 company that's listening, please 
support the industry, support the PCA, support the CRA, do what you can to uh, push the industry forward and also help us pay the legal bills because these lawyers that are helping us fight the FDA have been been grinding us. So it's necessary that we, we have as many people as possible joining in the fight. You're sounding like Rocky. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, what, one last question for you. I know you need to get going. One of the segments we do on the show is called Pastor Padron Cigar Confessions. Yeah. And in that segment, I kind of share my pet peeves about cigar smoking, things that I see people doing that I wish they would stop. Like me nubbing, nubbing the cigar. <laughs> oh, nubbing. Uh-huh. Nubbing is good. You need to get one of your pipes and put that in there and finish it right. Come That's on. True. Hashtag pipe worthy. Well, what's... What's what's one of your big cigar smoking pet peeves? You go all over the place. You travel everywhere. What's something you wish people would do or stop doing that would help them enjoy their cigar experience more? Never smush a cigar in an ashtray. Let it go out by itself. <laughs> Paul. Oh, my goodness. That comes up over and over. Yep. Um, don't use the community cutter. Bring your own cutter. <laughs> Amen to that. Um, and to that. Industry pet peeve is my big pet peeve. Don't come into this industry and claim to be a master when you got a guy like me who's been in it for 28 years and will never claim the word master in front of my name. Mm. There you go. Don't, don't come in like you, you're some hot shit and say, I'm a master blender. Bullshit. I know a few were master blenders. <laughs> My father-in-law is a master. Yeah. Yeah. By far one of the biggest masters ever. Yeah. He knows how to do everything. He can grow the tobacco and sit down and roll a cigar for you. He's a true master. Yeah. Um, don't claim to be something you're not. That's my big industry for you. Just be real. Make a good cigar. And, and hope people enjoy it. That's it. But uh, Amen to that. Yeah. But let's go back. Smush your cigar in an ashtray. Yeah, right. <laughs> Amen. All right. Well, we've had we're just about uh, through with our cigars here. You're Loving just about it. through with yours. You want to talk about how what you're tasting for a minute? Maybe less. What? What I'm what I'm smoking? Yeah. What are you smoking? Yeah. What are you smoking? I think I'm touching on earlier. Made I made three boxes of cigars. Well, actually, I made three sizes, three boxes of each. 10 count boxes uh, for, for myself and the owner of Willett. Right. Uh, Master Siller Willett. And as a gift, um, they were barrel aged. Uh, the, well, the, the filler tobacco and the wrappers were barrel aged in a Willett barrel, and mm-hmm. the binders were left neutral. Uh, I'll be honest, they, they've been in the box for a few years now, and I taste no whiskey on the cigar at all. Just a good cigar. What do you think about the Regios you're smoking, Nick? I love it. I, I love smoking the cigar. Um, I'm a little disappointed. I love one that I go to all the time is the Regios Broadleaf. Love Broadleaf Preserve. The Broadleaf feet, man. The Broadleaf. What you do with that. Okay. Broadleaf. There you go. There, there's another pet peeve, by the way. I'm going to go backtrack. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> don't don't spite me, please. One of my biggest pet peeves in the industry side is when 
people tell you, oh, we, we make a Connecticut, yeah. we make a Habano. Okay, those are seed varietals, and then we make a Maduro. Yeah. Well, what's the Maduro? Like, because Maduro is not a seed; it's a it's a, a color. Right. So, what is it? Is it broadleaf? So, I I like to tell people that this is we use broadleaf. That's why it says broadleaf. It might say we reserve on the band, but it says broadleaf below it, so people know that you're smoking a broadleaf cigar. And by the way, not every Connecticut broadleaf is Maduro. Correct. That's you right. Remember. You can you can pick primings of broadleaf on the lower side, then you get more of a risotto color. Yeah. You, you, you got to remember that just because it's broadleaf, don't call it Maduro. Copy that. That's what it's about. That's what's um, up. Come on, he with, only has a few seconds left on with that this cigar. cigar he burns his lips. Got some sweetness. Got some earth. Got some cedar spice in there. Uh, and by the way, this, this, cigar there? Was based, this cigar was based off of the uh, ratio that you're smoking. Mm. So it's based off the original brown label blend. The only difference was is that we, we put the tobacco in the barrels. That's it. Nice. nice. I, lo- I love this cigar. I smoke it all the time. It's great. Hey, great job, Pete, on this cigar. I appreciate that. Appreciate it. Ooh, spice? I think I am done. <laughs> my fingers are my fingers yeah, are burnt. That's spice. Yeah. My, my fingers are burned. <laughs> I love it. I, I just burnt my finger on that one. You just burnt your finger. <laughs> At least I didn't burn the mustache, right? Yeah. Well, that's the important thing. Dan? What? What did you get? What do you get? I got a lot of what you guys are talking about. That nice, earthy, woody, leathery. Yeah. Nice spice. The cigar's been burning great all the way down. I love the Regios. It's one of my favorites, and uh, I'm really excited to smoke the, the Escasos in the next half and yeah. talk about the the similarities and differences with the the wrapper change on it, the yeah, so, so real quick, so if you look at the we've we've been box dating every box since two thousand three, right? So if you look at the box date on the cigars that you have, if it's pre April of twenty twenty, it was the Habano version. If it's April twenty twenty and, and and newer, that's the Coro ninety nine. Okay. Ah. I will go take a look at the box uh, during our break and uh, find out. Mm-hmm. So if it's before if it's before April, it's yeah. the Habano. Nice. Okay. It's the Habano, and that's the true test of how much Habano Claro or Rosado Claro could compare to like a Rosado Oscuro, how much of a change it will be on your palate. Nice. I love the expression of, uh, of how it trips up your mind because, one, we eat with our Cool. Yeah. So when you see a lighter wrapper, I'm not sure about this. And then I would say that the the lighter wrappers, you start tasting more of the cream, mm-hmm. and you you notice the spices from the internal side, and then you go to the darker wrapper, and it's it's actually gives you more of those chocolate and heavy nut notes. Yeah. Yep. A little darker, you know, dark chocolate, bittersweet chocolate, but the lighter wrapper really shows off the spice in the internal blend. It does, yes. Yeah. Well, I love it, dude. I, I love experimenting with stuff. And uh, luckily, the Garcias give me the ability to, to play in their in their playground. Jaime has a slogan that, you know, that he says in Spanish. I won't say it in Spanish because I can't remember it in Spanish. <laughs> but he, he, he basically says, I didn't come here to play, Dad. I came here to make history. Mm. And I always look at Jaime and I go, I came here to play. 
<laughs> That's awesome. Hey, man. Well, thank you so much for your time. We really, really appreciate it, especially making it in the middle of that Dude, uh, fundraiser I, that you're at. I apologize, man. I, I completely spaced on this, and, you know, <laughs> two months ago, and I completely forgot about it yesterday. And made sure i made it work I, i'm i'm yeah. happy to be here with you guys and uh thanks for bearing with my motion uh skill everybody is very happy right now so oh that's good that's good well hopefully we can have you on again sometime and we can have you on the whole thing if we if we did would you would you be willing to do a pipe with us too look at it someone actually uh brought me a cigar i think that's for me did someone drop me a cigar <laughs> you know they did. Oh, look at that look at that that's nice yeah all right man well we'll let you go I, and actually yeah you know what i haven't smoked a pipe in a long time but uh there was a moment in time where i was the pipe uh tobacco and then when the fda came barreling in I yeah one thing that i needed to concentrate on was the cigar company oh the, sure sure right but it's I funny you know we <laughs> We found out on the show that Steve Saka is a kind of a closet pipe smoker. Last week we were talking to well, Nick Calillo, and he's that's a, a he's weird. a big pipe smoker. He was he well, was I know. Steve's a big pipe about pipes. Hey, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for him to comment on that one. <laughs> he I'm will. Sure he I love, will. You, you, by the way, you just called him a closet pipe smoker. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to make a meme out of it. It's all right. <laughs> I love it. No, you know what I'll, I'll, I'll look forward to is when I can actually come in and, and be with you guys in person. That uh, would be totally awesome. awesome. Now, now that this shit is uh, disappearing and there's... COVID's over, right? Crap, yeah. yeah. It is. Uh, it is a twin. I, I look forward. I look forward to coming out there. I mean, you know, you guys are a hop, skip, and a jump from my my hometown. So, yeah, I gotta get up there. I, I know you guys probably see my brother more than you see me. So, yeah, I've seen him a couple. I've seen Casey yeah. a couple of times. Yeah. Nah, but I, I I would love to sit down with you guys in person and uh, and shoot the shit. And I appreciate you guys uh, bearing with this uh, with me tonight. Uh, not a problem. I told you I was going to be in rare form. <laughs> I told you the whiskey, the whiskey's got a little pot play in that. Part. Um, What's wrong with that, man? We this have been great. drinking since uh, eleven, so <laughs> he's had quite a few. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, well, now nah, I've been pacing myself good. Trust me, if I didn't, if I didn't pace myself, I'd be. I, I wouldn't be talking right. So. <laughs> All right, we just need one more Rocky Patel impersonation. Oh, you have no idea, Pete. I'm going to make you hot pepper, white pepper, cold pepper, cold <laughs> pepper. Yes! Oh, my God. Hey, hey, Petey, awesome. Petey, what are you doing, Petey? What are you doing? <laughs> yes, that is so awesome. Hey, I do, th I do that out of respect. Like, when I, I, know, impersonate, when I impersonate friends, it's, it's, it's purely out of love and respect for people. <laughs> and I, I think Rocky knows that I... I, I do an impersonation of him, but it's it's purely out of respect because I, I love the man. Oh my god! Again, he's one of the hardest working men uh, men in our industry, and and thanks to Rocky, I have to travel more. So, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, that, that's the that's the honest truth. Like everybody's got to keep up on with Rocky. That's true, man. He's he's the every... guy. The guy's sixty, and he's like blowing everybody away. 
That's true. He does not stop. Mm-hmm. He doesn't stop, dude. He's a machine, uh, and he's he's awesome. Right. You gotta you gotta love him. You gotta yep. love him. Absolutely. And I hope I hope him and Kurt are listening, whether or not they're cooking and, and eating uh, lobster and carbonara and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, Rocky's the man, dude. Yep. And and everybody listening should know that Rocky Patel is one of the best people in the industry. Absolutely. He certainly has done more for it than most. That is yeah, true. he's a hard worker and he, he works hard for everybody. Yep. He does. So. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks a lot for your time, man. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. And I appreciate you bearing with us. And uh, I'm glad you guys are letting me go because I really want to. <laughs> it's awesome. Thank you very much. I, I hate to cut it short, man. Thanks, guys. No, no really problem, good. man. All right, everybody. Pete's going to be gone, but we'll be back in just a few minutes with the Escasasar. Don't go anywhere. Be well, everybody. Take care. Thanks. Thanks, Pete. We appreciate you. We are back. Pete did a great talk. And uh, we're so glad that he took time out of his busy schedule at that fundraiser mm-hmm. um, to be with us. And um, I loved it. It was great. <clears throat> I loved it. It was, it was Pete unadulterated. It was unhinged. It was yeah. unhinged. Yeah, yeah, it was very unhinged, Pete. It's great. And, um, you know, it, one of the things that I really uh, enjoyed about that was, you know, him sharing his passion about how, you know, not only just, you know, we, we've all talked about, we've talked about it on the show too, about how just changing the wrapper can change a cigar into something new. And the original idea of the Escasos was not so much to change the wrapper, but just to change the priming yep. of the wrapper being used yep. and how that affects things. And um, the Escasos originally was uh, just a lower priming of uh, the Ecuadorian uh, wrapper that is on the uh, brown label Re- Regios, mm-hmm. and uh, but uh, several months ago he got his hands on uh, Pepin's Corojo 99 Shade Grown uh, Ecuadorian, and that is now what is on the cigar. So it's a different wrapper than what it it is actually a different wrapper yep. than what is on the Regios, but um, it is an amazing amazing cigar here. What what's your first take on this nick you've had a few puffs i'm still starting to light my cigar here you want to tell me what you're tasting the creamy buttery light spice you get a Mm. little bit of sweetness in there with a little bit of nutty earthy just super creamy Mm. smoke Mm -hmm. smooth complex i love smoking the cigar as much as i do the regios and mm-hmm. my favorite one of my favorite ones in the whole uh uh brand is is the broadleaf reserva which right. I, I buy that all the time i love that cigar but this cigar it kind of goes to the next level i love the broadleaf because of the power behind it right but this one you're bringing a whole nother level where it's more sophisticated it's mm. complex. It's creamy. It's it, it reminds me of a really good cohiba. Mm. It, it mm. in that sense, uh, and I and I know a you know so, Cuban you know, cohiba, Cuban cohiba, a real Cuban cohiba, and <clears throat> and I know some of the you know cohiba. the word on the street that you know a lot of the times uh, it, a lot of the blends Pete kind of 
wants to kind of aim towards, you know, the classic Cuban cigar. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons behind um, the the seven sizes, the right. first seven sizes. Mm. And this for me is <clears throat> is 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 right there. Yeah. It, you get that light spice. It's not overpowering or anything like that. It blends right into the background with the other flavors, the creamy, the earthy, the spice, butter in there, the sweetness. It's butter for sure. It, it's beautiful cigar and well made. Yeah. And of course, it, it's a Pete Johnson cigar, so you know you're gonna get some really high quality cigars yeah. out of this. And it, it and especially with the bourbon, which I think I thought going into it, I knew the Regius was gonna hold up to it. Yeah. And I was a little skeptical. Because this is a lighter cigar. Yeah. And I thought the bourbon was going to overpower it a little bit. Mm-mm. And it's not. And they're no. meshing really well together. Yeah. And the bourbon mm-hmm. is bringing, I think it's bringing out a little bit more sweetness. Um, it, uh, the, the bourbon has a little bit of a long finish of the barrel. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a 724 brand. So, you know, Kurt has picked it to its finest. And it's really smooth. It complements each other. It's not a contrasting pairing, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a beautiful party on my palate. Do right you get now. like caramel from the from the bourbon? I, I don't. A, a little <clears throat> bit, like right in the middle. There's this nice, really deep sweetness, and I, the word that's coming to my mind is caramel. <clears throat> maybe you guys are thinking of something else, like but maybe light, right, like burnt caramel. But that light. Buttery, creamy sweetness in the cigar just goes with it. Yeah. So right at the end, you get that long finish Mm -hmm. of there's the barrel. Yep. And then right at the end where you get the long finish, it's that deep, dark sweetness. Mm -hmm. It's it's like overcooked caramel. Yeah. And it's really nice, really pleasant. The butter in this cigar is just, is unprecedented. It goes it goes so well with this. And you know, I the wrapper here is just you know, it adds the creaminess, it yeah. adds the sweetness, but you're you're picking up a lot of the things that were really undertoned in the in the original Regio. So you're, mm-hmm. you're you're able to pick out more the um tobaccos that are making up the binder and filler. Correct. And I'm really enjoying tasting them more in the foreground. What what do those taste like when you take the the um, Ecuadorian Rosado away? Mm-hmm. What about you, Dave? What's your take so far? Yep, I'm definitely definitely getting a lot. Definitely, definitely. Yep, some caramel toffee. It's not even a thing. Yes, continue. It is a thing. My thing. The but yes, butter. Oh, mm. Diane, right yeah. on, right on the sauteed right the butter, mm. and uh, a cedar. The there's like a mm-hmm. white pepper uh, for a spice. The the retro hail is white very pepper, black white, pepper, white pepper. <laughs> <laughs> that was so awesome. He I did it wait. so well, I couldn't even believe it. it I can't wait. Just if, like you, if you close That's your eyes, on. it was rocky. It was yeah. going. It's going on the soundboard. Yeah, I was I'm, just going to say, you have to, you have yep. to get that stuff on the soundboard. Oh yeah, that's going to happen. Oh my gosh, just amazing. But yeah, creamy cedar, um, that caramel toffee taste you guys were talking about. Yeah. Um, it just goes really well with the old Forester, mm-hmm. uh, which is a go-to for me when it's 7:24 at Twins. Yes. <clears throat> so, is there anything that's similar? To you guys, between the Regios and the Escasos are maybe the maybe the earth, the 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 white pepper, 
I don't. It's I don't, more pronounced in the other one, but it's the. I feel like it's constant between them and the cedarness. I don't. I don't agree with that. I'm. I'm going to be on the other side with that. I think the earth in both cigars comes through on the same, but with the Escasos, I think there's a little bit more complexity there. With the Regios, it was kind of a little straightforward, especially with the bourbon. It was, you know, very pronounced. Very nice, obviously. It's mm-hmm. Tatuaje, so it's very easygoing. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, the Escasos, it there is. I feel there's more complexity to it. There's more. I would of, certainly agree with that. There's more of a sophistication going on with this cigar, <laughs> and obviously the buttery note is 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 there versus the Regios. And even though the Regios on its own is great, I think this one is just above if you're talking about body obviously the regios has more body but this one if you're talking about complexity if you're talking about sophistication you're talking about taste well, i think this casos for me on my palate it just does it for me it's a, it's a it's another level above the regios all right a couple of questions go first second do you really think the the regios has more body or is the body just very different on this? One's That's more a good question. One's more earthy, leathery, you know, right. got more spice. This has more cream, more butter. But is the body really different or are the tastes just not quite the same? I, I feel think, like to me it's like some have been put into the back and others have been brought forward, except for the butteriness. I think that's a stark difference. That's a star- yeah, I agree. I right. think that's the wrapper. Yeah. I think I think Pete would agree. I think I think this one for me has more body on it. Okay, for that's me, the exact reverse of what you just said. So Really? Yeah. You said you said the Regios, Regios had more body, body. and this was well, like... body in in a sense of, and again, it, it, the body and strength are from are two different things. And Edgar yep. has yep. made a a very good example of it, and he's told me repeatedly. Um, and again, I, I am human, and I get things mixed up all no, the time. No, no. This is why I'm I'm trying to clarify I, what you're what you're what you're tasting. I. Th- I think this one has more body. And when I say more body, for me, it's more flavor. Okay. This one, I would say it'd probably be, it's a little heavier in a sense of strength. Mm-hmm. But not, you know, crazy, you know, crazy strength like you're talking to Double Ahero from mm-hmm. LFD no, or anything. Pete doesn't make super strong cigars. He does not. He, he, makes, he makes very medium, medium body at most. Medium body, well... Medium strength, right? Correct. And then medium to full in terms of and body, body and f- yes. And flavors. And I think for the Regios, medium body, this one's got a, for me, because of there's so much flavor and so mm. much complexity there, it's medium plus. It's a little bit more than yeah. what the Regios was giving us, All well, right. giving me. All right. no, I'm, I'm on the opposite spectrum of that. Okay. I feel like the Regios was more, for me, was more full body. Um, and this is more, I guess I would, I would say it's a medium, but it's also more refined. To mm, me. Yeah, 
Okay. I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Now, here's the second question. Dave, I really want to ask this to you. <clears throat> Would you agree with Nick that this is a more complex cigar than the Reggio 6? Yes. I would agree. I think this is more complex. I feel like the other it was the other the Regios was very straightforward in what yeah. it was presenting. Right. This is like uh, as I'm smoking it, I'm getting different levels of of the same things, but they're kind of bouncing a little bit from side to side. Yeah. yeah there's a lot. Like there's that. a lot more going on with this cigar than the Regios was, and I definitely agree with Dave where he said the the Regios was a little bit more straightforward in yeah. its taste. And it was, you know, one after another, and it was, it meant it, it meshed very well with the uh, the old Forester. Yes. But this one, more sophisticated, more complex, and it, I feel the flavors are are more vibrant mm-hmm. in this cigar. Which, that's a what, good way what, to describe it. What Pete was describing earlier, it completely matches the cigar. What he yeah. was trying to achieve with it. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that. If I if I were gonna kind of sum it up in real simple terms, this is a cigar that I'm gonna enjoy smoking slower. Yes. Mm-hmm. Than the Regios because I just want to. Exp- it's got so much. It's talking so much more. Mm. I want to take the time listening to what it says. Yeah. I want to slow down and really just enjoy all those nuances and changes of flavor. Yeah. Um, there's so much going on, and because of how the cigar is constructed you can enjoy all that's going on and if you take the time to just sit and sip at it yes. you get to you get to really pick out a lot of these flavors that are going on and I'm, yeah. I'm really enjoying that and at the same time it's extremely elegant mm. you know what i mean the regios was a little bit i i can't i i cannot say rough around the edges but no it was no. It definitely but it not very rough around straightforward was, was i think it was a great very word. straightforward it was giving you you know what I mean? You can kind of smoke it fast or you smoke it slow, and it's it's going to perform mm-hmm. uh, very well, and it's going to give you what you want out of the cigar. This one, like you said, this is more of, I think, uh, towards the end of the night where you have the time right? and you want to sip the cigar mm-hmm. and you want to take your time and you want to listen to the cigar because there is a lot going on with the cigar. And mm-hmm. when you do and when you take your time, um, it gives you so much more. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's do a little news. News. We haven't done some news in a while. Boop, 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 boop. Okay. Uh, I, I got a couple you. things to share here. Both of these are from Half Wheel. And the nope. first thing I want to share is something that uh, directly uh, will affect twins. Uh-oh. It's New Hampshire-based. New Hampshire. All right. And I don't know if you guys heard this or not, but... Uh, it's a real short article. I'll read the whole thing here. And again, this Pretty is from short. Half Wheel here. Um, it's very interesting. It is. A bit of cigar legislation was included in a recent signing of bills by New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu. Yeah. As the executive gave his approval to HB 171, which will allow cigar shops to serve but not sell yep. food. That's a big thing for cigar shops. It is an interestingly brief bill changing just one word of state law. In particular, the bill revises one of the four criteria that an establishment must meet in order to qualify as a cigar bar, meaning they can sell and serve alcohol while also uh, allowing the smoking of cigars. 
currently that line says that an establishment must not quote allow cigarette smoking or service of food on the premise unquote with the bill's passage service is replaced by sale mm-hmm. so it will read uh, an establishment must not allow cigarette smoking or the sale of food on the premise um, so that cigar bars can serve food but can't sell it. Very interesting. The change will go into effect 60 days after its signing. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, Popcorns and par nuts and oh. What do you guys what do you guys think about that? You you think we're going to see nuts and popcorn like Dave's talking about up at the, the bar there? Eh, it's a possibility. Orange peels at least. Orange Some peels. So oh, we already have orange peels up there. Yeah, Oranges. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um I think I think it's pretty good because in a in a sense of when we're having events mm-hmm. there could be an aspect of serving food. Mm-hmm. Kurt brings or Kurt or Sean brings in a vendor that um that would like to, you know, serve some I don't know, chicken palm or something like that off the top of my head. Well, or, like, uh, you know, from three to seven today or eight today, they had the uh, they had a pizza truck there. At the, right. At the, you know, so you could get the food at the pizza truck. Right. And bring it upstairs. And you can do that. But that, I think that's separate because that's. That's outside. The, the, that's, that's outside. The, that's, service. Our, that's separate. Yeah. You can bring food because in. The, but yeah. if you wanted to bring out and have a buffet for a party or whatever, and people could just right. eat it as so, part of that day, you know. Right. Like yeah. today we had the Rocky Patel event. Right. Like, say. We had it. We started at three. They, I Rocky think they, brought out the nuts with the pepper and the, the pepper. pepper. They cooked all of us steak, lobsters, and everything. All that stuff. And then after, <laughs> after Kurt would be able to have some small, uh, some sort of smorgasbord upstairs. Smorgasbord. Smorgasbord. Smorgasbord of food for food. the people that want to stay and enjoy rocky's company and have something to eat and have something to drink as well yeah now he's able to do that i think it's a great thing yeah you know do you think we're going to see it regularly it might might, i don't think nuts come out i think bar nuts are like a thing i don't i don't think i want bar nuts I don't. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a regular thing where we'll, we'll see popcorn and beer nuts. Mm. I'm pretty sure Kendra will put a stop to that <laughs> because that's going to be more of a mess yeah. for the ladies upstairs to and myself up, yep. and Brett to clean up. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it and, <sighs> and I think it, the, the, it'll be a mess. But mm-hmm. I think it'll give them opportunities for events like tonight and other events yeah. to bring food out and have people enjoy themselves with uh, food and with drinks and with cigars. Yeah. I think it will give them a great opportunity to do that and bring in more people to do, you know, to enjoy the whole event. Now, Dave, I'm, I'm hearing you really say that you, you want nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love nuts. Yeah. I want nuts. I want beer nuts. You want beer nuts. Yeah. I mean, you know, so that's what you do. You got a real salty nut, and mm-hmm. then, the first, you know, people will drink more. And they're eating, so that brings down their alcohol level. So, I mean, it's better for business to be able to have some kind of consumable there. You know, it's just, I, I think that's smart business, and I think it's good that that's happening. Are you going to tell Kurt to get some nuts? Yes, I am. <laughs> Kurt, you need to, Kurt, you need you to need provide to go nuts. some nuts. You need to go, go nuts, nuts, Kurt. Go nuts or go pop. Be one of them. <laughs> All right. Well, here's the other thing I wanted to uh, talk about here. Um 
when this is uh, more of the same. More of the same. Yeah. California, guess what they're doing? Uh, banning tobacco? Well, no. This isn't that bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Probably worse. Something that bad? They're uh, raising the uh, tax rate on cigars in July. Oh, oh well, how surprising. Are they going to do uh, 90% tax? No. They're not going to let New York beat them. Now, here's, <laughs> California is weird, and they're weird in a number of ways. Yeah, and dude. The weirdness is just, you know, exacerbated by how they come up with cigar tax. And here's here's the uh, article here from Half Wheel. Uh, every year, the tax rate for other tobacco products, including cigars, in California changes. It changes every year, every year. This year, it will be increasing by more than 10%. Effective July 1st, 2021, the new tax rate will be 63.49% of the wholesale price of cigars, up from the current rate of 56.93%. Wow. Mm -hmm. The tax rate is set based on the, quote, equivalent to the combined rate of tax imposed on cigarettes, unquote yeah because what does sense, that right? what does that even mean <clears throat> established by the california state board of equalization <laughs> what a board coming from a place where they think headphones are cancerous so yeah the tax rate on cigarettes has remained the same so you would think by that definition a state board of equalization would keep the taxes the same <laughs> Uh, but but the state adjusts the tax rates for other tobacco products while the increase compared to the status quo is significant it puts the rate in line with the rate used in 2018-2019 now dig this in july 1st of 2017 it went to 65.8% the next year it was 62.78% the next year it was fifty nine point two seven percent. Oh, that sounds pretty equal, huh? The next year was fifty six point nine three percent, and effective this year, it's sixty three point four nine percent. Why this constant jumping around? The uh, the uh, tax rates in California are not as simple as they are in most states because California allows cigar companies to charge retailers a quote factory price unquote, and then use that as the tax basis. Uh, that sounds really confusing to me. It seems needless. Yeah, that too. You know, I mean, come on. Why, just come up with a tax and stick with it. I mean, you don't, you don't need and, a tax. And make, it, and make it less than 50%, please. You don't need For the love tax. of God. You don't need to tax anything. All you need to do. Seriously, like all you got to do is put a 1% sales tax on toilet paper. Forget everything else. No income tax, nothing. Just put 1% sales tax on toilet paper. Everybody uses it. Everybody needs it. Everybody buys it. And when they hoard it, even better. You know, this is, that's, that's, that's what you do. And then everybody contributes. Mm. Everybody contributes. Everybody, it's not just everybody has group. a bottom. Everybody has a bottom. So you do it on <laughs> stuff like mouthwash. On, on stuff like toilet paper, on stuff like toothpaste, reconsumables. That's what you tax because that's everybody. Everybody needs that stuff. You know, not premium cigars, not cigarettes, not alcohol. Not, not everybody does that. If you want to get, like, an actual, like, nationwide income for the government, you do something that everybody does. Well, that's we're just not talking about the logic. nation. We're talking about California. 
Logic so, is not has nothing to do with it. They're Californians. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's my logic. <laughs> That's your logic. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> you guys have it all wrong. It's very simple. It's you know, very simple. Very simple. How I wonder, you know, have you ever researched that, Dave? How much, how much money could a state make by doing a one percent tax on toilet paper? I mean, do you have any? factual basis to back that up i'm pretty it sure would be I'd, I'd be very interested to know i'm serious i'd love to know because if that's true somebody needs to do it if there, i know this after after if there are two things that i can own in the world mm-hmm. one would be um uh space rental like you know like s- storage, storage you know space. because there's no there's no like real any maintenance it's all Whatever, if the person doesn't pay, like, 60 days later, you can sell the stuff and auction it off. So there's, like, no no setback to it. And then th- the other one would be to own a toilet paper manufacturing company because it's nothing but pure profit. It's reconsumable. People have to have it. It's not going away. Nothing's going to replace it. Unless they uh, adopt the three seashells, then that, you know. Yeah, I don't see that. Then happening. that's a problem. You know? What's so three seashells? You don't know the three seashells? Have you not watched Demolition Man? No, no. You need to watch that movie, son. No, no. Have you watched Demolition Man? Yeah, he's talking about a bidet. Oh. <laughs> I'm not talking about a bidet, but I'm talking about the three seashells. Okay. Well, we'll watch gonna, the three we're seashells. Gonna, we're gonna we're gonna just let that kind of slide by. We're, we're gonna. Go I don't want to. I don't want to know. I don't want to know what that is. I don't want to. I'd rather talk about you know. I, I don't know. I'd I'd rather anything else. Maybe a would you rather. Uh, yeah, well, you know, we could we can get to that. Okay. You know. um, now, there was something you, you had something you wanted to share. There <laughs> we go. Throw out there something to talk about. Yeah, something to talk about. So let, let's talk about Dave's like, something to talk about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so recently in the news, there's been uh, government declassifications of UFOs. There we go. And you know, I think this is very important. Because maybe we should it's, talk about the seashells. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's very important because yeah. uh, it's obvious that there are unidentified flying objects. Now, the most important part that I want to emphasize here is like it's not aliens unless it is. What? <laughs> so the point is, it's not is, aliens unless it is. We need to figure out what it is. Be yourself, but you don't jump you to conclusions Batman. and say <laughs> you don't jump to conclusions and say, "Oh, it's you know the tiny green man and stuff like that." Well, it's an, gotta an, be, an unidentified you know, flying object is just that. It's an unidentified, unidentified flying object that may not be alien. And these have been, they have been, um, they've been going around with perfect ambiguity. Nothing can stop them. They can go wherever they want. They're always over, like, uh, military installations. They are very present in wartime. Uh, and there's plenty of documentation and video evidence to support it <clears throat> because it's it's real, and it's a real thing. And that's what we need to do. We need to find out what, what these are. Is it something that we have created and it's secret? Or is it, you know, something off-world? But either way, I think the question needs to be answered. But you shouldn't go around saying, it's aliens, because that's just stupid. You know, so what's uh, your what's your so you, you want, I hope it's aliens, but you I, I, I'm you, that's not where you go first when you're trying to decide stuff. You know? <laughs> you know? That reminds me of uh, the an old X-Files episode. Oh. Uh, Jose Chung's from outer space. 
the, one of my favorite episodes from season three of the X-Files. I know I'm dating myself, but there's this nerdy kid on the show and, and he's one of the people being interviewed for, you know, in this investigation. And at one point he says, I really want to be abducted by aliens. Oh boy. <laughs> Why is that? Cause I don't want to work. <laughs> you know, it's just, well, all he had to do was <laughs> arrive to 2020. That was it. Mm-hmm. You know, and now they're, now they're allowing people to, you know, if you go out and get the COVID vaccine, you can get entered into a, you know, uh, to win a million dollars because you got your COVID vaccine. Now they're, they're, starting you know that they're incentivizing, yeah, they're incentivizing. I've, I've already been I mean, like, into that this is uh this I'm gonna absolute my... crazy crazy craziness yeah it'll be crazy until i win my million dollars then you'll be thinking maybe i should get vaccinated mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no you're not gonna get vaccinated dave no I'm, I'm i'm gonna get i'm gonna get vaccinated i'm gonna i'm gonna do it i'm gonna i'm gonna drag my kids along with me too yeah i'm gonna get vaccinated yeah, yeah. what's what's held you off up until this point you're well, afraid you're gonna turn into the hulk or well some, i some i wanted mutant? to i wanted to i wanted to wait and see oh i wanted to wait and see what the reaction was to it yeah and i also was waiting for the right type of uh interviews to come out with the people that had a knowledge and the right kind of background to actually talk about it mm-hmm. like um there you know and by that i mean the people who actually freaking did it you know the people who are responsible for the research that allowed it to come out in the first place so quickly mm-hmm. like there's a read the it didn't come out quickly because we're the freaking United States. It came out quickly because of the work they did with CRISPR. Have you heard about CRISPR? No. That's uh, genetic splicing. Um, and the woman who did that um, helped out uh, heavily on the the uh, the Pfizer one. Okay. And um, you know, and I listened to like you know uh, uh, like a podcast where she was interviewed and she was there and she was talking about it. And, you know, all these things where people are like, oh, it's going to screw everything up. It's going to sterilize the population. Uh, and she just came, she didn't come at it. She came at it from a strictly scientific point of view, how it's done, what can happen and what can't happen. And none of that stuff that people are paranoid about can possibly happen from the way the science works with how they're making it. You know, you don't have to worry about you know, population sterilization or or them trying to track us. I mean, they got cell phones already, people. Come on. Yeah. Common sense that, here. That's already been solved. <laughs> yeah. You're already The government tracked. knows what you're doing. You've been tracked since, you know, the 70s. Don't worry about it. That's They got that on point. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what about you, Nick? You going to get vaccinated? No, no. No? No. Why not? Uh, because I'm not. Because you're not? Yeah. Because you're not, no real reason. You just you just being you know. I think my immune system. You're being are you, are you just not? Don't see the point. Are you just trying to be contrary? Are you waiting for more information to come out? You know, well, waiting if to was, see if anybody if grows it, a third arm a couple of years from now. No, I don't. I don't you know, think. What, it, what do you think? I don't think anybody's going to be growing a third arm uh from the vaccination i just waiting to see if anybody's going cross-eyed or something yeah yeah that's the worst fear yeah (laughs) no i just i i you know what i mean if it was i guess my logic behind it is you know you got 
you do have so many people surviving when they get COVID. Yeah. It's it's not, you know what I mean? It, it, in the beginning a year ago where uh, a lot of people were being hospitalized and dying from it and a lot of people that were being hospitalized, they were putting on ventil- ventilators and it, they weren't supposed to put, be put on ventilation and they were dying because of ventilation and it, it was it was really scary times and a lot of people died and, and yep. you know, yeah. unfortunately well, there's a lot of miscommunication about the disease. Uh, there was, but now, now it's strictly the performance of your immune system. And mm-hmm. I do whatever I possibly can, including all the supplements that I still take now, um, for my body and to stay healthy. Um, not that I'm not worried about it, but kind of not worried about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my immune system is at a level where I'll be able to get it and kind of shut it off in a week or two. Um, I just I, you haven't I, had it yet, though. Uh, no, 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 no. So uh, it's unfortunate for the people that have got it, and I feel bad for those people. And I hope you know the people that have gotten it um, get better and you know, start living a healthier life. But yeah. um, I am in an age bracket where you're 98 to 99%. You're going to survive it if you get yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, but that's so, like, that. that's the other thing too, is like, that's like the stat for like everything else. Yeah. You know, like uh, the other colds, the other stuff that's around all the time, you know, like car accidents. Like you have <laughs> the stuff that's around all the time, like car accidents. I mean, that damn virus. Every, every day, every day, I go up and down the highway, and there's always an accident. There's always this and always that. And that day, I wasn't chosen to be in that. Thank God, you right. know. But it happened to someone, mm-hmm. you know. And and that's like the same. It's the same logic with COVID. I was just having a conversation with uh, another customer who had. Co- he found out he had COVID, and he found out that he was actually on a road trip with someone else in the car for six hours while he was, you know, you know, positive with COVID and didn't know it yet. The other guy tested negative. He called him, he went tested and everything. He, he never got it, but he was in close contact, no mask, no nothing with it in a car, you know, mm. side by side with him for six hours, you know, sharing stuff, you know, eating food, you know, everything. And the other guy didn't get it. Why? Yeah. You know, and I feel like it's such a roll of the dice and stuff like that. Like I think like the mass are the most ridiculous thing that ever happened. Uh, and if you, if you were gonna if you were actually the only thing that's actually ever gonna work for a population like this size is is uh you know staying at home the lockdown that's the only thing that's gonna actually stop it because if you're not going out you're not spreading it I mean that's just how it works it doesn't fly in the air you can't get it like seeing people drive motorcycles with masks on is just you mean <sighs> you, you mean helmets on no masks. They, uh, they don't wear helmets in New Hampshire, and people are wearing masks while driving motorcycles. I, and it's like I wear my helmet thing. when I drive my motorcycle. Yeah, I'm not talking about helmets. I'm talking about masks. People are wearing people masks. People are wearing masks while they're driving their motorcycle. I've never and seen the car. That. I've seen. I've yeah, seen it. I've seen the car thing, which I've, I think is a, a little ridiculous. I've seen but both. I have. If it was, if it was that contagious, where you could get it by driving around, everybody would be sick. Everybody. The hospitals would be filled if it was that contagious. He's got it's a point. Not. Yeah. It's I just crazy. I that. hate to say it, but he's got a point. Yep. It's it's just common sense, people. Wake up. Come on now. Sorry. I'm Go not. out and live your life. Yep. <laughs> there you go. 
You ready for a little would you rather question? Mm-hmm. And so, it's not aliens. It's overdue. Right, it so is aliens. <laughs> you know it's aliens. Yeah. Yep. They yeah, don't have the. It pro- has to. It has to be. It has to be. We aliens. don't have the propulsion system until they to, land uh, on the pyramids. I won't believe it. Don't All right. So here's here's the would you rather question. Would you rather be abducted by aliens oh, or boy. fall through a door into a parallel world? Oh, man. Ooh. Little fringe going on here. Yeah. Well, I mean, jeez. <laughs> it all depends, man, because if that parallel dimension is, like, Hell. bad, <laughs> I would rather be anal probed. I mean, because that's over with. You know, it's just done. Where the other thing How, is permanent. Are you sure? Is it ever over? Well, we would have, we would have, we would have never heard from them if it, you know, all the people that say they were is what I'm talking about, um, you know. So yeah, good point. So you'd rather, Precisely. you'd rather have your your butt probed by some alien life force than find a parallel world and get stuck there. How do you know that every time you don't have a deja vu, it's not you going into a parallel universe? I don't know that. See, but that's not the would you. Are you talking about the Mandela effect? Yes. Yeah. So we had just proved we mm-hmm. just proved with uh with LIGO, you know what LIGO is? Uh no. Okay, so it's something like Legos. No, nothing like Legos. So basically <laughs> what they did is they took uh <laughs> multiple kilometers in an L shaped mm-hmm. and shot a laser at each other. And basically when a gravitational wave comes through the earth, one of the lasers will get to the end point before the other one does by a fractional second. That's how they detect it. And that's from stuff like black holes merging, like, you know, like really big stuff that where the, you know, the wave will actually, they can detect it and everything. Didn't like Einstein that. do so, that? Uh, well, he didn't do it. He theory just theorized of it. Yeah. Theory of relativity. But we had no way to prove it. Now we actually built a machine that can test it. And they proved Einstein right, like, you know, 50 years later, which is freaking amazing that this guy, like, thought up all this stuff. And yeah. he's he's like one of the... The guys where like everything that he said has stood the test of time, time and time and time and time and time again. It's crazy, but uh, so who's to say that when one of those waves comes through, that something a little quack, you know, quack, little, little wacky, little quacky, little quacky happens. Yep. You know, oh boy. Little little space jump there. So. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, yep. Well. I really love this Escasos. <laughs> Back to the and I'm, I, I unbelievable. I, if I were gonna, if I were, if a, if, a, if I were gonna ask, a would you rather question? Which would you rather have the, the Regios or the Escasos with with this pairing? Now that's a hard. I question. I I would pick the Escasos. Both were great, but I enjoyed the complex. I like complex things. Yeah. I like being able to to taste and it smell the uh, the nuances of of cigars and for that reason i i really think this is a winner i'm i'm glad he makes it i'm glad you know that that he's limiting the quality of these the quantity of these i mean because i think you're creating something of quanti- of quality and keeping it at a high quality by limiting what you're going to do like going to do it yeah like esoteric pipe tobacco yeah. What about you, Dave? Um, actually, I prefer the Regios. You prefer the Regios. Yeah. Why is that? Um, I like the bolder flavor. You like the bolder flavors. I do. And I you... love this, but if I, if someone said which one, I'd I'd pick that one. You pick that, I'd which pick is that. good because 
any store that sells Tatawai would probably have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being one of their core line, the original sizes. Mm-hmm. What about you, Nick? Yescasos. Yescasos. Uh, like I said, as much as I love the Regios, uh, but the points that you made are probably by far the the more president of the cigar. It the complexity, the way it, it kind of forces you to slow down. Mm-hmm. And me being a power smoker, uh, it was really kind of captivating me to slow down, mm-hmm. to take my time, to really enjoy that complexity of the yeah. cigar. Um, and I'd love to mix up this cigar with something different, even though the old Forester 724 is a great, great drink. And I would love to try to test it out with uh, Belvini Caribbean mm. cast. Oh, I yeah, think maybe the 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 sweetness in there would bring out a little bit more sweetness and mm-hmm. a little bit more creamy. Um, maybe a, a Glen Fit at twenty one. Um, uh, you know what I mean? Maybe some Macallan. I, I think though something like that would bring out maybe a little bit more interesting flavors some, in it. Some Oban. Maybe some Oban eighteen. Um, but I would have to, if it was a, would you rather it would, for me, it would be the Escasos. It's more sophisticated. It's a little bit more complex, which just like you, I love in cigars. It makes me slow down and enjoy it a little bit more. Um, and this one is excellent. Well, there you have it. People, two great cigars, Mm -hmm. great time talking with Pete. Mm -hmm. Um, some good conversation we had. Yeah. Got a little weird for a while, but this is not just blowing smoke. Peppers. And peppers, black peppers, peppers. white peppers. We have it all here. Now, next week uh, is going to be an all-pipe show. This Ooh. was an all-cigar show. Next week's an all-pipe show. And uh, we are going to be uh, doing the twist. Whoa. We are going to be looking at two twists or rope tobaccos that are available from Gawith Hogarth. Mm-hmm. Rum twist and whiskey twist. Ooh, interesting. And uh, we're going to be smoking both of those on the show, talking about twist tobaccos. You better start drying them, them now. And yeah, you better go and start drying them now. And I know a lot of people <laughs> listening or watching are going to be saying, hey, I'd love to do that, but you know, none of those pla- none of the places I go actually have that stuff. Well, guess what? Twins does. Twins has And it. we do ship. Yep. Give Twins a Anywhere call. in the United States. Give Twins a call, and we can get some to you in time for next week's show. So give us a call. It's um, 609. What's the? Uh, You got me on the phone number, man. I I don't know the phone number. Pictures. I do. I just hit Go to the uh, website. Go to the website, www.twinssmokeshop.com. And the uh, number is there. We have a new website being put together. You won't have to do this forever. You'll be able to order from the website. But the number for the store is right there on the website, www.twinsmokeshops.com. We should should have them make that like a short number. For anybody that wants to call in, it's 603-421-0242. Again, 603-421-0242. Give us a call. We'll put in that order for you. Thank you. Come boom, again. boom. Thanks, guys. We'll see you again next week. Mm-hmm. Another day, another smoke. Mm-hmm. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun. 
of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at notjustblowingsmoke. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. Rolling with the top down smoke.